The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. It's... I'm gonna go. What's your DJ name? Uh, Chubby Fuzzy. <laughs> if that's a good DJ name, that's the best DJ name. Welcome to the adventures of Toxic City Comics. I am your host, Chevy Chavria, the excellence of podcast execution. We are in it today, my friends. I am joined with the marvelous, the great Bill, the Aww. Thrill. Kurtner. Thank you, buddy. You're you're amazing. Uh, and we got this other guy over here. Ravishing Rick Dexter. <laughs> Wait, I hold on. Hold on. I, I think you have a speech impediment. And I think what you've been trying to say is rat shaving. Rat shaving the dick dumpster. That, uh, yes. that, that makes that more is. sense just because I'm looking at you. I, I do love shaving rats. I like how I like if you you can't see us because we're not a video podcast, but he Thank came God. at the mic like he was jumping out from behind a Wall when he said his name. He's like ravishing. Like he was trying to scare our recording system. I was trying to bring the hype. You did. You bring the hype. You did. You I think you should take hype. it back to wherever you got it. We, yeah. Where are you bringing it? I was shaving some rats. <laughs> That's my and then you put them on your face? Yeah. And they were like, no, this guy looks like Hellboy without makeup. Um, we are on a journey today. Hold a on, little. Hold on. Ooh. Hold on. Yeah. I look like Hellboy without makeup? Yeah. Or Hellboy looks like me without makeup? You said it looked like don't, Hell- don't Hellboy. Either, don't ruin the joke. Yeah. I mean, like if Hellboy shaved his face and then somebody burned it and then uh, beat it with a frying pan. Hellboy don't burn. And then, just, no. just like your girlfriend says, don't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then your face would look she, like that. She does say that. <laughs> Like, um, you're kind of like uh, Louis Anderson and um, Clinton Howard <laughs> and Hellboy. We're in a three-way love. Jesus I'm Christ. Their, I'm their offspring. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, their, I'm, their, I'm their Dexter Holland. <laughs> <laughs> journey a little history lesson into the history of comic book shops because as you know we are recording from toxic city studios which is in toxic city comics um all our home away from home when it comes to our collections our comic book love our toy love our that sounds so weird (laughs) so weird i went there but we are on a journey luckily we are led by our driver our our conductor of this train mr bill kurtner the brains well, behind the operation. To truly understand a comic book store, you have to understand why they were created. There was many, many years ago, go back to the, the origin of comic books, comic books were sold in on newsstands, in drug stores, in, in grocery stores, uh, places like that. They had little, what they used to call the spinner rack, and they had comic books on that, and that was the market. That, that was it. Until 1967... That was the only market to get a comic book. In 1967, uh, the first comic book store was opened in San Francisco, the San Francisco Comic Book Company, owned by Gary Arlington, who created a store specifically to sell his more more underground comics, more uh, of the uh, hippie, the the hate Ashbury kind of scene. That whole did, did he make comics? Did he yeah, have anything? He did. He did. He's got a lot of art. He passed did, away. Did you say the whole store was dedicated to that? To his two art? two comic books. Okay. But it was for the kind of underground scene that was going on. Like, uh, 
I, I can't. You've seen them a hundred times, like freak comics or something. Yes. The really crazy. Yes, yes, like, yes. Most of that stuff, yeah. and then in turn, a lot of them started popping up. Like in California, uh, you had a Golden Apple, you had Melt uh, Meltdown Comics. Uh, in uh, in uh, uh, what is it? Boston is uh, Newbury Comics. The Boston, Boston, uh, Dorney. <laughs> ah, um, there are tons of famous ones, but what happened was I like that you laugh at yourself so much. I was laughing at Dawny, get the car. I was laughing at him, not me. I'm hilarious. So what this what this created though was something called the direct market, because but like I said before, you were dealing just with newsstands. They were buying from whatever newspaper or magazine retailer they had. Uh, and they can we put a can we put somewhat of a date? Yes, uh, early seventies is when the direct market was created. Okay. Um, there is no actual specific date. There were several different market uh, or seven different distributors. Uh, Diamond was one of them. Ugh, they uh, made it. <laughs> they're like the Taco Bell and the you Demolition Man movies. You said there are seven? No, several. Oh, several. several. Damn, when Diamond's the one that, that came mm-hmm. through, huh? that was the uh, best. I remember. I actually remember the nineties when Diamond won. I remember there used to be two or three. Two or three others, and then they bought them, and that was it. You all, all you saw was the diamond preview coming in. But anyway, uh, the first there was a. Uh, I'm going to see if you can take a guess, guys. Marvel had one of the first direct titles. I want to see if you can guess which character had an actual direct market title that went specifically to comic stores. Now later, it did go to newsstands a month later, but. The direct market got it first. Anybody care to take a guess? It is an obscure character. You said it is. It's an it's it is a it's an obscure Modok. Okay, I'm gonna pick something different than that. Uh, obscure character. You said early seventies. Uh, this is 1982. Oh, 82. Oh, 82. Obscure. Oh, obscure. I'm wondering what you're calling obscure. 82 was a horrible year. It's not gonna be somebody. You're That's the year about. you were born, Derek. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with. Uh, there's. Pretty much no other way to say this. Uh, Faith from Valiant that came out this year. No, <laughs> that's yeah. super obscure to come out in 1972. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one because it's a mar- because we're talking Marvel comics. It, it also came out this year. Not, and it's from Valiant. Not that Valiant. was the joke, Bill. Yeah. That was the yeah. bad joke. Well, yeah, and it wasn't funny. It's bad. No one's laughing. Credits bad joke. <laughs> um, There's people that unlike have your bedroom on their face right now as they're driving in their cars, listening to in their headphones. Like, that came out this I'm just year. gonna put a want want. Yeah, please. <laughs> Everybody hates you. Um, it was Dazzler. From the really? X-Men. Yes, she was the first direct market comic. Now, I could not locate a DC comic. Let me tell you a Dazzler story. Go ahead. Uh, working at Talk City Comics, we had a gentleman come in, hype on Dazzler. I've never seen somebody hype on Dazzler in my life. He said, I want every single Dazzler you have. And we were just opening. We were still going through boxes. It was like maybe first weekend. Yeah. I said, cool. I found him an entire run of Dazzler. And then I called him and I was like, hey, man, I got some Dazzler. He shows up. I'm like, look at everything I found. He's like, you find Dazzler, I'll buy it all. And I was like, here it is. And he was like, I can't buy that much Dazzler. And we had an entire box of Dazzler for a long time. No, nothing. Wow. Okay, you can't buy that much, but you got to at least buy two or three. Oh, yeah, yeah saying all that. Little Dazzler um, story. Was that, I think, was I think that sold over the time. Was that due to the hype from the movie? Because she was supposed to be in the movie in X-Men uh, Ivan Ooze. 
Uh, she was supposed to be supposed to have a camp. Poe Dameron did a heck of a job. Yeah. She was supposed to be in, in in that, and it was supposed to be Taylor Swift playing Dazzler. Ooh. Uh, they in turn did not have her in it, and they did show a deleted scene. Does show her album cover, which is the cover of her first issue. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering if he saw that and he goes, "Whoa, what's this? A chick that shoots out light and is a pop star? Give me a thousand copies." Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know what his his motivation for loving Dazzler was, but. He had no Dazzler at the uh, end of the journey. Yeah. <laughs> not one. Uh, anyway. Mm, not one. Now, we talked a little bit about my memories growing up. I'm a little bit older than y'all. Uh, in the mid-'80s, I went to – we used to go to the Coles Flea Market uh, outside of Houston. Okay. And that's where my first exposure to a comic store was. Uh, and it was just a, a nice stall, very small, not not very big. Stall, and, you say? Yeah, like well, where they put the horses. No, flea market. No, flea market stall. Yeah, Wow. Way to ruin the vibe, dude. I'm sorry, bro. It's all right. Keeping bad jokes alive. I, just, I know. I'm sitting too close to Rick over here. <laughs> Rat shaving. Uh, anyway, uh, but he had uh, he had wall books in those plastic bags. I know you've seen them. Like yes. You, yeah. And then he had he had some long boxes, and he had. Are you talking like the the wall of plastic bags kind of? Yeah, thing? it's like a plastic bag. The but plastic bag that has the yeah. slots on it. Yeah. That's what Renee actually used to have that at his store. Yeah. Well, the, he had he had the walls surrounded that, and it's one very big. I'm going to say it's probably about as big as the back room here. Okay, um, so roughly the size of a two car garage, pretty much. And it's a, probably a little bit smaller because you couldn't you couldn't get more than about seven or eight people in the okay. store. Um, and then he had a rack of new new comics, and I would go in there. My my mom and my grandma would take me up there to pick up my comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I went looking for something. I missed. I would go every couple months and get my stuff. But I, I missed something one month. I, I couldn't get in one month. And he, and he said, oh, I'm out of that. You may want to try HBC. And I said, what's HBC? And they all laughed. Of course, they were all, you know, I was 11 or 12. Yeah. They laughed their asses off. Well, then my grandmother takes me to HBC, and we found out there's What is HBC? HBC Comics was a Houston-based comic book chain. Hmm. They had about four or five locations all over. Is that what HBC stood for? Uh, Houston-based comic book no, chain. I can't, remember, I, it, it, I can't remember what it was. That's what I thought it was. I know. I was like, man, that felt perfectly. Yeah. I think it was Harry Butt Comics. But uh, uh, okay. anyway, um, they had one on El Dorado, which is where uh, I believe where Noe's store was. Okay. Yeah, that originally was HPC Comics. Shout out Noe Garcia. He's never going to listen to this, but he might. You know. um, anyway, uh, and that started my obsession with comic stores. And then I moved to England, and that's where they had. You know, I got to see the bigger, fancier ones. And that was really cool, getting to see, you know, when you put a little bit of money into a store like this, mm-hmm. you know, how cool it can be. So England had some really nice stores? Yeah, there were a couple of really good ones, yeah, uh, about 20 miles away from where I lived. Mm-hmm. And just like, just like going to the flea market, about once a month, my dad would take us out, and he'd be like, okay, we'll go to the mall, and outside the mall, they had a, a comic book store there, and uh, I'd go in there and spend every penny I earned, um, just like I do now. <laughs> but, Love you, Bill. Love you. <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember. I I'm old enough to remember Dark Knight Returns coming out. I remember seeing uh, the second and third issue of Watchmen coming out. Uh, v for Vendetta. Um, Killing. I re- I specifically remember the day Killing Joke came out, and and just looking at it, going, "Wow, what's this?" And they're like, "Eh, you might not like this, GI Joe." You know. Yeah. You may want to may want to hold off. I'm like, all right. About a year later, I'm like, what's this? It's your yeah, it's your time. You're ready to read this. Right. And just right. I mean, that was cool. I mean, that, that was the yeah. reason why we were like, hey, let's check the history of comics because I figured you were at least probably like 2025 20, when comics first started coming out. <laughs> so oh. we were, oh. 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 Truth be told, 
first Phil Tree first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if you ever see a picture of us, Derek's the one that looks like uh, yeah. has Hellboy forehead, and Bill's the one that looks like our grandfather. I and, no, and, and Chevy kidding. looks like Rocky Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I, do. I do. It's like uh, <laughs> made it with the Taco Bell. I, I look dog. more like Rocky Dennis, Danny DeVito, and Puck from Alpha Flight had a baby. Um, that's more my and with the, with the with the little Dom DeLuise thrown in. I like to say mm, for, a lot of Dom DeLuise for, <laughs> for charm right, and resilience. Better than a, what I get. Clint Howard and <laughs> Louis Anderson. Louis Anderson and Hellboy. Nice. Funny enough, twenty five is the amount of arteries you have left open. Mm, that's true. <laughs> that's true. This is we're just all Man, over the I never knew that. I, I never take that was one. good. That was good. I appreciate you. I um. So we're on this journey, man. We're talking comic shops, a little comic history. Let's talk about. So that was your first. Yep. Experience in a comic shop. So 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 before this, like there was just like uh, let's say Montgomery Ward type store mm-hmm. has everything you know, little local whatever, and there was just a rack of comics. Yep. And someone loved this so much, I said, you know what? I'm going to dedicate an entire every ounce of my floor space to this idea. Well, that came in with a direct market where they changed up you taking they gave you a you i mean it's no no secret yeah the comic book stores get a discount because they buy in bulk right so you're on like a magazine where if you go to say i don't know so so you're saying that the shop's direct opening to to be an actual fully functional comic shop was a direct result of the distributors yes. coming on board yes because the distributors were saying all right look we're going to sell it to you cheaper because we're not taking them back it's not like a magazine where you rip the cover and send it back yeah you know this is a comic book. We don't want them back. So you're going to keep them. And you can keep selling them. You can discount them and sell them, but we'll sell them to you at a discounted rate. So that's the direct market really changed. It's responsible for everything. So magazines, they rip the cover and send them back? Yeah. Yes. Even still? Mm-hmm. Do they get their money back when they do that? Or how's that work? I believe work? there's some, some. I never. I used to work at Barnes. I was. I actually. Put they, the they don't. They, down they don't even. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you're at, I used to work. Um, side note: I also run a photography company called Kingstonville Photography. Throwing that out there, a little Love. side plug. Um, but when I was working for a photography studio, it was next to a Borders. They would just rip their magazines and mm-hmm. throw them in the dumpster, and I would dumpster dive and find all the photography uh, magazine I could find. Just missing a cover. Uh, just missing a cover because it was full of information. It was full of all the latest gear, it was techniques, whatever. Um, and you're right. I never once saw there was not ever one comic book. In that whole no, thing, so. because they, be, basically, because it's you know they would they would then like a borders if they had them, they would send it back to their, whatever their warehouse, and then their warehouse is going to collect them all up and go okay, uh, you know Chewbacca number four, all right, we got a hundred of those, let's put them on eBay or whatever, yeah, sell them in bulk and give them to the shop, sell them to the shop at a lower discount rate, right, right, but uh, yeah, but it's all because of the direct market. Um, which started because decline in newsstands. Because the newsstands were in the in the late in the mid to late sixties, newsstand comics, even though they were popular, just like in the nineties, comics comics you know went down in the late sixties. Right. So nobody was nobody was just going to the stands and buying them. So the comic books companies started getting with distributors and going direct market. But speaking of the nineties, yes, a little trip in back into the past. You know, I remember when there were multiple stores around this area. Me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, tons of them. And I remember. Segway. I yeah, like this. I remember the boom, the massive boom in the early to mid 90s. Na- let's name them. Stores, RIP. Uh, Galaxy. Galaxy. Ooh, that was. Galaxy was um, a game changer for me. Uh, there's so many cards. Champions. Or, on, champions. On Eldorado. 
What about all the ones that were just comics and cards or cards and comics? There's several. They're just ran- that's all their yeah. name. That yeah, was their just, name. They're just comics and cards. I remember being a kid, be like, "We going to comics and cards?" No, we're going to cards and comics. And there was two stores. There was a comics and cards and yeah. cards and comics. It's so weird. Was that your? Was that all you had? That's all. I had. <laughs> that's that was it. Great. I'm really uh, come in Alpha. In. There was Alpha Comics and Galveston. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Martin Browning, who frequents our store now, um, seems to like it. No, <laughs> he seems he's always given us yeah. um, high praise just because he used to be in the industry. He was and, in the, uh, that was in the nineties when he was. Oh, uh, yeah, late maybe. maybe. Uh, Noe Garza. Yeah, what was his store? No, uh, I remember. Noe that. was Alameda Mall. Yeah, I don't remember Alameda that Mall. much. Sorry, Noe. Yeah, no love, no love for the name. I can't remember the name of your store, buddy. Uh, but we remember you, bud. Uh, um. There was uh, there was one on NASA Road one in my in the last I'd say ten fifteen years. I don't remember that one. Um, it was right Colorado on, had one. It was right on five. It was right on five twenty eight and uh, where the Burlington Code Factory is. And I went in there in my that adult, was Galaxy. Adult, that is that Galaxy. Was Galaxy. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But it wasn't always there, right? He had moved there, or was it always uh, there? No, he was always there. Okay, yeah. I remember being there in you know early nineties. Okay, yeah. But the, I mean, like everything, the industry collapsed. R.I.P. in the in the late '90s, and all those places disappeared. And then you had one that popped up on Bay Area Boulevard. We shall not speak of this. No, name. it's like a, uh, it's like the Voldemort. Of yeah, it's the Voldemort <laughs> of stores. Um, and then slowly but surely, the industry started coming back, and comic book movies yeah. came back, and and then. Yeah, thing you comic book stores evolved into more than just selling back issues and new new stuff. Uh, you, you got into merchandising and and gaming and whatnot. And so now you've had a lot of you're starting to see a lot of places resurge. You know, you guys one of the first ones, and then there's a few others that have popped up in the last year yeah. or so. Um, and it's starting. You're starting to see more and more. Of and it, it was odd because some of these we popped up almost at the exact same yes. time without ever. There are several of them. Y'all, we, and we had close. no clue. We were like, "Oh, we're on the cutting edge of." Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? All these. Yeah. What, what What is this? You know? And so everybody kind of had this idea, and I, you know, and we can talk about. I think it is the um, the the movies really drove. The movies drove the comic industry. Big companies like Disney came in and started buying comic yeah. companies, which blows my mind. And they knew Disney don't go where the money's not there. And if the money's not there, they, they'll create money for it. Yeah, you know. Well, and they, so I mean, it's a cottage industry that uh, Marvel Comics, whether the comics are selling or not, those characters licensed are worth money. You know. True. Um, so. So yeah, I mean, Disney buying Marvel Comics was kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. And then, uh, then allowing Kevin Feige to basically say, "Okay, buddy, go make the movies because they're selling like hotcakes." I mean, right. even your bad movies are still still beating out you know the other crap that's out there. So yeah, it is it is because of the comics. Yeah. But I also believe uh, geek geekdom has in the last ten years, you know, the geek has become has risen to the top, and right. and geek culture. Whereas grow, me growing up. That wasn't some, you know, you played Dungeons and Dragons, you play, you read comic books, you watched, you know, Transformers cartoons, you were called a lot of words to start with an F or P. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, not fun. Okay, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> uh, Derek knows the words. Or player. Okay. And not fun or player. Okay. Um, but no, uh, you, now... Now people are saying, well, I'm a geek. I'm into X. I'm right. a geek. I'm into this. And people nowadays almost have to prove their geekdom yeah. to be on, on certain levels of like, you got, you got geeks just judging people. Yeah. Like, they're not real. <laughs> they're not really like us. It's like, how can you judge yeah. anybody, you know? I, 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 t- I always tell them, I say, 
You're not a geek if you don't have the bruises and the broken spines on comics to prove it. Right. Yeah. Right. I like that it went through the spines on comics. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, you're dressed like a furry now. There's no way you can yeah. judge anybody. Well, let me ask with you. your life. The Chevy Bill said it yeah. had a couple. I'd like to hear a uh, comic book story when you were a kid of uh, going to a store, real quick. Man, I, um,. Uh, I'm, I, my dad would take me to comic stores and he's still alive. It sounds, every time I tell a story, it sounds like he's dead, but he's not. I love him. We hang out all the time, so it's not a thing, but. Yeah. Like, I love my pops, man. My pops is the coolest. All my friends, like, I used to come home and, and my friends would just be hanging out with my dad. I'm like, what the heck, you know? Yeah. Well, he's cooler uh, than you. Uh, definitely yeah. cooler than me and he's <laughs> angrier than me. and he smell like you. And no, and he does smell, but he, um, he hates people. It's great. My mom would be like, I got into comics, it was just kind of a thing I just kind of fell into. Actually, I think what got me into comics is I have this cousin that married a comic nerd, straight up comic nerd. And this is what I love about my dad. They got a divorce and my dad was, as went over to comfort my cousin, was just taking this guy's comic stuff like, whoop, he's not going to need this anymore. And he totally <laughs> brought it home to me and I opened up this suitcase and it was full of Wizards. You remember Wizards yep. yeah. comics? Oh, yeah. And I just fell in love with it and I said, let's go. Let's find something. So there's a little shop in my hometown, Santa Fe, Texas, represent the Fay, baby. And um, he takes me to the shop and my mom's just yelling. <laughs> We're pulling out of the driveway. There was a comic shop in Santa Fe? There was one. And I think it was called the Clubhouse, too, which yes. is funny. I and and, and uh, he she said, you only buy him one comic yelling at the doors. We're pulling out of the driveway. So my dad would take me to these stores, and he'd be like, which one do you want? And I didn't go for the comics. I went for the wall, the wall of comics. And I'm like, I want that one. And I remember he bought me, and for a little kid, I was a little kid, he bought me Wolverine number one, which at the time was going for like 30 bucks. Um yeah. And he said, okay. And he brought me my one comic, which was a 30, my mom thinking $2, $3. Yeah. And so he, 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 and he said, Hey, I'm going to buy you this box. And you put them in there. And, um, you know, that's where my comic collection going. And I remember for the longest time I had a full long box and I wasn't a collector where I needed something every month. I didn't really read the storylines. I'd read the comics, but I would get the, Oh, I love this cover. I love this art or I love this character. Like I remember having the first appearance of Wolverine, the first appearance of Gambit. Um, to this day, um, I love pit, which is not worth anything in the comic realm but to me i love pit and i actually recently i've been trying to cut trying to since you brought it up a while back i'm yeah. trying to locate them all right, right, right. Them I, I have a pit seven dollars you can have the whole coin <laughs> you can <laughs> well you know what's funny is that pit got sold to a company called full bleed towards the end of its yes. run and those are freaking like 20 bucks 15 bucks to buy because they were so short runs yeah. they're hard to find um i recently bought off ebay a pit 9.8 CGC book for $30, which is probably the nice. cost of CGC in it. Roughly, but I just yeah, love, like yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm like, I'm in, I don't care. I, and it sits on my desk just to remind me, like when I'm working on something, I need imagination or something that I loved as a kid reading. Um, or when so, your kids are hungry and you look at it and goes, wow, this was $30. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would have <laughs> fed you, but. It's 9.8 for number one? Yeah, it's 9.8 number one. For 30 bucks? Yeah, so. <laughs> it's probably is, it only, like five is it only bucks. like 25 or 30 to CGC a book? Uh, depending on the year, yeah. New, newer stuff's cheaper. You start getting either higher, higher, more expensive, or older. It gets more. Yeah. I just don't have any. I don't have any wanting to do that. Yeah. I, I just. It becomes once you CGC, that's more of an art piece. Like it's more yeah. of a discussion. Like you ain't you ain't reading it no more. You know. Yeah. I want to pull so, my Batman's out and read. Yeah. It. And that's some people's different different heartbeats toward their collection. Well, the, the thing to me is I don't really care. I mean, it's, it's cool to have it CGC'd, but especially if you're buying stuff online. Like if you're gonna, you're looking for a book that you can't find, or you don't trust the graders. Okay, let's say Matt's got first appearance of whoever. Let's say uh, first appearance of Bishop, and he's got it graded at let's say a nine point two. Well, you know, 
okay, it's a 9-2. Maybe some people scrub and say, well, it's not always a 9-2. Okay, it's a 9, it's a 9-4, it's roughly there. Where you can get buy it from your local comic shop, and they say, oh, it's a 9-2. You get home, and it's got a page ripped out of the middle. Well, now it's not a 9-2. Now it's substantially lower. And How do you know? Can you that. take it out of the case? Well, it, no. But the flip sealed. side is the first appearance of Bishop is always going to be substantially lower than anything else. Yeah. I'm just, you know, <laughs> picking a book, you know. <laughs> Boom! Got him! Got so, that first appearance of Bishop. So, but uh, but that's the, the cool thing about it is you're you're not going to get, or you're not buying a reprint. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Craig from B-Movies and Ebooks. And if you don't know about B-Movies and Ebooks, it's basically a podcast between two lifelong friends. We cover horror movies, cult movies, and B-Movies on a bi-weekly basis. And also, we talk about the latest genre fiction we've read. So after you get done listening to this fine episode, head on over to iTunes and search for B-Movies and Ebooks and hit subscribe. It's easy to do, you'll be entertained, and you're going to find out about a ton of titles you never even knew existed. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon, and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe, a car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. (laughs) Bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a Lobo. (sighs) Uh, Loppers? Slingshot. (gasps) Yeah. A ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. Yeah, you know, you go, yeah. Tell, tell the story. You're in it. You're heading that yeah. that range. You don't have to use comic shop names. I, I won't. So uh, I went to a local comic shop. Uh, not this one. Not Toxic City Comics. Uh, a while back, and they had uh, GI Joe 21, which is first appearance of Storm Shadow. Oh. And they had it on the wall, and I was like, "Hey, is that is that first printing?" It was it's high grade. It was a nine four nine six. I don't remember. And they said, uh, "Yeah, it's it's first printing was non CGC." And I was like, okay, so I bought it. I don't, I don't remember what I paid. I paid around a hundred bucks, something like that. I go really? home. Yeah, I was excited. I was like, I, I'm gonna. This one I am gonna get graded. It's my favorite GI Joe character. Oh yeah. So I, I mailed it in. Classic issue. It, it's great. The, the silent cool. issue. Yeah. Silent issue. Where he's uh, Snake Eyes is on the cover mm-hmm. and everything is cool cover. So it comes back, and what does it have? I get yes, it has the nine four grade, but it also says third printing, which is worth a solid yeah. five dollars. So basically, I just CGC to five dollar bill, yeah. and I was very devastated by it because I was like, man, and it's the store's fault, but it's also my fault because I should have double-checked the book because it says in the book third printing, yeah. so it's both. However, I should have checked it. That's my fault, but the store should have also double-checked it or known what they had. If it, if it was subtle, like maybe just the coloring was different that identified that it was third printing, but it said it on there. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would have taken it back. So now he hates, time. is infuriated, yeah. and will never shop at that store again. Well, does it sound like far, red? Does the store sound boycott. like Red Sox? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, it was one in. Uh, up the road in, in Westheimer, and I talked to the ones the guys over here, and they said, "Yeah, there's not really much they'll do about it." But I don't have a receipt, so yeah, got him. 
Third print, third print Thomasons, what we call them. Yeah, old third print no. rat shaver. Old third print rat shaver. So I collect third prints and I pay through the teeth for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's regular price? No, I like to, um, Can we times that by 100? That's what I like to pay for third prints. Yeah, I got I to bring up something similar to that, off kind of off topic. My son, as you know, Chevy, is a massive Pokemon player. Yes. And about a year ago, we went to a tournament in Pasadena. At a card store that I will not name, they do play a league play there. Uh, we found a card that he needed to to upgrade his deck, and it would have done very well. Um, and we found it at a price that was half the price we could have found it anywhere else. So, no, no, uh, I'll tell you later. Um, we take the card up there. And the card, I believe, the price he was selling it, he told me. I heard him. I was sitting 10 feet away, and, he, and my son asked, how much is this card? And he's, the guy is smoking on a vape pen, playing on a tablet, 28 Oh, I said, okay, I'll give you 28 bucks because it's worth it. You, you owe me some chores around the house, some extra stuff. We get up there, and he goes, okay, great. And I said, yeah, man. I said, this is a really good price for this. We, we've been pricing it out, and I hadn't found it this good. He continues to play his game. Finally pauses after two minutes, says, oh, really? Goes and looks it up. Oh, I can't sell it for this price. Wrong, and this is the wrong, I, I, no, I can't sell it for 28. I said, you just told him and I both 28. Well, I can't sell it, this is worth more. I, but you can't run a business like that. You can't tell me one price and then tell me another. Did you argue with him and yeah, you yeah. said all this? Okay. Yeah, and he's like, well, I can't sell it. I said, okay, well, F you and I'm out. And you told him that? Yeah. I said, you're a scumbag. Uh, you sat around here and played while we were trying to give you 30 bucks. And, you know, and I yeah. made it loud. I'm not usually that way. You have to really anger me to right. curse like that in public. And I told him, F you. And said, yeah, I'm not coming back. Uh, I'll do everything I can to take business away from you. You've now in- invoked the wrath of Bill. Oh, Bill the Thrill. <laughs> That's why we call him Bill the Thrill. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I will enforce some boycotts. You get pissed off at something, we'll, oh, we'll oh, band oh. together. Rat shaving over here, he yeah. boycotts more things than anybody I know in my life. Well, I boycott stuff like that. That's unfair, you know. That just hey, it's you okay. To- I'm not. I'm not you, anti your boycott. You told the guy I enjoy it that you do that. Twenty eight bucks. Even if you look, man, this is a hundred dollar car. A, he should have been paying attention to what you were asking yeah, and not playing. Get off the your game. vape pen and your crappy little app and game. Second of all, even if you were paying attention and you said twenty bucks, oh, cool, man. All right, okay, you can get it. All right, thanks, Dad. And then you say, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's actually a hundred dollar cart. Too bad. You know, right. you should have been. And that, that, that happens here. You know, so many things change. Um, I, I'll tell you, we have a, um, a Harley Quinn Funko Pop. It's a Walmart exclusive, whatever. And it's shot up at 40 bucks, and it's dropped consistently. And I watch it, and I look, or I forget, because, man, I don't want to rip nobody off. I don't want yeah. to. But if it's down to 30 bucks, I don't want to sell it for 40 bucks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, or some people will be like, hey, can I get this? It's, we have it at 11 bucks, and then we turn around and realize, oh, that was a 25 thing. The sticker's on it. We're not changing yeah. the price. We're not doing that to people. Um, and that's kind of our thing. And I know we've journeyed through this kind of history of comic shops. We've told our story. You have a story about your first time in a comic shop? Uh, I can't really remember. First what was time? his name? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh! It was actually uh, uh, Renee's. Who was Renee? You know, <laughs> Renee. Oh, uh, boy. His uh, comic shop, I remember the first time going to that shop, at least, had some. my neighbor was going, hey, we're going up to Clubhouse. You want to go? Had a couple of bucks. Like, yeah, I'll go. And just How like, old were you, you think? Uh, 10, that's probably 92. Okay. 
And they had, just like you were saying, at uh, was it Coles where they had the, the thing up with all the comics yep. in there? That's what he had. And I really liked Deadpool at the time. That was my favorite character yeah, as a kid. That was a good run. And they had the first Deadpool miniseries book. Yes. And uh, I was like, oh, at the time it was two fifty. This is when comics were a lot cheaper, and it was like two fifty. But it had the thick cardboard cover. Yeah. Being my favorite character was a no brainer. That could have been the only comic in there. It was as far as I'm concerned. Were you talking about Deadpool? Yeah. Um, is the one that said his name on the front? Yeah, it's black. And he's yeah, in, that he's one's in awesome. The corner. Yeah. So I picked that up and. Uh, that was the pride and joy of my collection for a, a very long time. I still have that book in in my collection. And now you hate Deadpool. I don't hate him. I just don't like him as You're much. You're a flip flopper. Like You're a flip flopper. I've changed over thirty years, <laughs> so now I'm like, I'm, I'm like pit number one. I'm in it. And You're like oh, Deadpool. I'm over it. I liked him when he was a little more serious. Yeah. Very cool. So we've talked a lot of, and, and, and we're talking about comic shops and just this negativity <laughs> pours out. We didn't even plan this. It just kind of came out. And I think the it's funny because over the years you do have this, like, like sometimes have you ever met the guy and you're like, the Simpsons saw this yeah, guy yeah. and yeah. made the comic book guy out of this guy. And that attitude, that, that, um, that vibe is there a lot of times. And, and, and again, uh, you That's know. That's the whole goal. When me and Matt talked about the shop years ago and you as well, that was yeah. one of the main reasons of opening this store is it's going to be ran by friendly people that don't act think they're better than you because they're in a comic book shop all day and you're working at the plants, you're working for Comcast or whatever you're doing. And, you know, you can ask a question, hey, what's a good Batman book? You're like, this guy doesn't know his Batman books. Right. There, there is a store downtown. I don't want to name a name that had a guy. I don't even know if he's – I know he fell ill – I don't know if he's still alive. Dang, Bill. <laughs> he, he was that guy. Oh, yeah. so you sad. would go in and talk, and he hated everything. If it was pre, pre-1989, he hated everything post-89. Um, couldn't stand everything. And just, he was that guy. He was that, ew, you, you're going to read that? I'm like, yeah, you know what, dude? Here, yeah. you either want my $6 or you don't. Right, right, right. You know? Well, where I was going with that was, and we took it back negative real quick <laughs> again. I was trying to spin it. But, I mean, there is this this magic to comic shops, yeah. man. And we talked about this history and just kind of popped up and, and a love for the industry and the driving force. If there's distributors, that means there's things to be distributed because the, the, the supply and demand was so much there. And we've seen it die out. And a lot of us live through the... The um, oh, we're gonna we're gonna print fifty millions of these because everybody's gonna think it's gonna be worth a million dollars, and then it becomes nothing, and it almost kills the industry. And now it's like I feel like we have a second chance, a second whim of, and you see all these shops are, are, are popping up, and um, um, so we're just talking comic shops and our love for comic shops. Talk a little about the history of of where we were in comic shops, but that's what I really hope, and and we try to design this that this kid's gonna come in. I had this dad. 15 minutes before we close, man, uh, this dad walks in with his three kids running full speed. A lot of people would be like, oh, God. And I hadn't seen this dude in a while. I shook his hand. We talked a little bit. And he, this is what he told me. He said, man, my kids have been begging me. He doesn't live around here. It's yeah. a good 40-minute drive. My kids have been begging me to come to Toxic City. Yeah. And again, yes, this show is designed to plug Toxic City. But I don't want to be like, oh, this fake design. This is real stuff we're talking about, that there's some kind of, of magic with these characters. And, 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 and. I guess love and sparkle and it's easy to go off on a tangent and be like everything sucks these guys suck and da 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 these prices and whatever but to somebody man I think the reason that these shops still exist and are there um, is because of and the only word I can describe is magic because it's like this indescribable feeling it feels like Christmas every time you you well, get in there but the difference between say your store and a, and a different other stores is this is a very welcoming environment you know a very family friendly environment 
there's more to do here than just go pick up your, your weekly books. Right. Yeah. And, and so that do you say that? Let me segue into this. Do you feel like shops today could solely make it on just comics? It's, it's going to be rough. I don't see how. And, and so I think that's what pushes. And when you think of Comic Con, what's your first thoughts? Movies. Uh, not comics anymore, right? Fortunately. Yeah. And so I think the industry of these shops has has gone beyond. Just these books that we love, these pieces of paper with staples in them, and it almost has to be a a, um, a, a store that pushes pop culture and, yeah. and everything, and it's everything in between. But the comics, I think, are the heartbeat of this, and everything else stems, all the toys and all the shirts and all the things, stems from this idea of love, of imagination of these characters that some dude sat in his room and said, you know what, I have this idea of this man who puts on this suit, and he's a billionaire so he can afford it, you know, because I'm sure it happened, like... Okay, this guy, and he has his annoying friends. Well, how's the guy going to get the suit? Well, he's a billionaire. <laughs> That's how. And then answers, and now he flies around, and he's a jerk, but he learns to love and save people. You and know, so. 60 year, 50 years later, they say, let's give the Joker a girlfriend. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one will ever remember her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's cool to just be a part of, of these ideas because it tells me that imagination is still alive in the world yeah. and that's where I get excited about people are like why do you do this you know and I'm like and you know sometimes like I meet friends from high school and they're like oh I'm in these whatever careers and they're doing something that it feels like the matter is like well I sell comic books but there's this whole giant part of me that's like no 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 I sell Imagination. I sell that sparkle. I, I sell that feeling that people come in as a little kid. Remember looking at this giant wall of books and seeing this Jack Nicholson looking Wolverine stare down at me and telling my dad, which is forever burned into my uh, memory of this moment between me and my pops, that he could have said, "No, I'm giving you three dollar book," but he took his hard-earned money that he he was still in his work clothes while he was buying me this book and saying. You can have the thirty dollar book. When we really, I didn't grow up in a family where that was really, yeah. yeah we're just throwing thirty dollar books around. You know, that was a, a kind of a big deal for us. You know, and um, that, I think that's super exciting. Um, which kind of begs me to my next question: Do you feel um, online presence versus? I was um, actually about to ask that same brick question. and mortar. Where, where do you guys' thoughts on? Are that? we talking digi actual digital comic? Or are we talking about digital or purchasing hard copies? Either or, either or. Um, no. I don't. I don't think it's. I think it's as much as as much as it is there. There is still something to the tacital feel of a book. Yes. There, there is no value in a PDF. Now I love reading them. Don't get me wrong. I read. I'll read whatever it comes. Right. However, I read. What's, what's your first and foremost? I'm asking both of y'all. Do you buy them to read or do you buy them to collect? I read. All I do is read. If I'm buying a comic, 99 percent of the time I'm buying it to collect. If I'm buying a trade, I'm buying it to read. So. You, now, sometimes I'll read the comic and then put it aside yeah. you know, for the collection, but most of the time, if it's a comic, more than likely it's collection, and I, I, tr I stick to trades a lot of times, just because it's easier, get the whole story art, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. No ads. Um, I no, I, I buy. I buy. I guess to collect because none, none of the. I, I don't buy in order. I read trades more than yeah. anything. Um, but I buy, and I'm a weirdo man because I'll buy like, ooh, I like this cover or I like this artist. It'll be one out of. Yeah. A, I picked up a beauty number seven the other day because I had some pinup chick and she was like half dead and it was kind of zombie looking and I was like, I like that. And I had no other beauties in my collection at all, you know. And so I'm a, I'm an odd collector. I buy things I like. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no because I know Derek, you're insane about your scales when it comes. Of toys, you're like, 
all your all your you look at this man's case and they're all the same size. Collectibles, sir. Collectibles. (laughs) Thanks, Bill. I'm I'm still I'm in the toy game. I don't even care. I love toys. Like the idea of toys. Again, I'm and mine are just 18 inches. I have Funko Pops. I'm all over the place. Like there's no rhyme or reason to my collection. If you see it as a whole, it's it's interesting because I have like wrestling autographs and Stan Lee's autograph and oh, there's a championship belt and there's an 18 inch Hellboy and a giant Edward Scissorhands (laughs) and this little tiny two inch you know uh, Shaun of the Dead figure. Six foot three Hellboy. <laughs> I got him right here. Yeah, I got a picture of Derek in there. It's like, is that is that Hellboy? It's my friend. He just looks like him. But uh, man, so I, um, I, you know, we we really didn't have direction. We're like, hey, let's talk shops. You know, um, what and we did, what uh, and we did. What do you what do you guys feel? Anything to add to our? our um, I'll add I'll add this. Um, one of the main things when I realized that quality statues existed because I remember seeing statues. Um, Back in the day, you know, in the early 90s and so forth, but they weren't anything impressive. But I remember going to Noe's store in uh, Almeida, and this may be like 2001, 2002, and I remember they had a a Spider-Man statue. I don't remember much about it, but I remember it was a Spider-Man statue, and looking at it, being like, wow, the detail in this thing is insane. And from there, I started gradually, slowly looking into research. Of course, I didn't have much money, couldn't afford it, but... It was game changing. Then when I started seeing these other statues and stuff come up, and eventually, you know, bit and started getting into it. But I think my statue game pretty much started at whatever the name of that store was in Almeida with Noe and talking to him, having a positive comic experience. Talking, I remember talking to that guy for a while about uh, comics and movies and statues and stuff because I was just getting, like I say, getting into the statues and stuff like that and having some good conversations with him. And oddly enough, he comes here, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tripped out when I saw him. I hadn't seen him in years. Yeah, yeah. So Mr. Mr. Noe is one of our customers, and he it's it's interesting, and I guess it does speak volumes about our shop and how we treat people. That there there are a handful of people who used to be in the industry as far as owning a shop or working at a shop that are now um, patrons of ours. Yeah. So and they you know and all of them give. This is exactly what I wanted to do, you know, and couldn't get there for whatever reason, you know. Um, well, set up. I mean, like. Um, you know, the one you talk about in Galveston, mm-hmm. Noe, a lot of this happened, they were open before, and, and they tried to ride out the bust. Yeah. And the bust hurt everybody. Because, like, and I don't want to drag us on too long, but for those of you who aren't old enough to remember, there was a big, 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 massive uplift in the industry in the mid-90s. Uh, foil covers, hologram covers, die-cut covers. Oh, I can find you some. We have yeah. some in the store still, baby. And, and, and people were told, you know, Buy these because these are big issues. Uh, Death of Superman. Everybody had a hundred copies left over after after the fact, um, and then it all the bottom fell out. Yeah, you know things were not valued as much. You couldn't get rid of the stuff. Uh, you know everybody thought, oh, I got Spider Man number one. Mm-hmm. No, you've got a Spider Man miniseries number one. It ain't worth much. Yeah, you know, and that was the heartbreaking to tell these people because they thought they were investing. The same with the people that bought all the Star Wars figures in 1997. Yeah, they go, oh, <laughs> I made this mistake 20 years ago. I'm not doing it again. Yeah, and cases of Star Wars toys figures, they weren't worth anything because there was so many of them made, uh, and so the business busted. And then over the last five years, it started coming back up. Right. And the, it's one of the only brick and mortars that is still around. Music stores gone, you know. Video stores gone. Yeah. Comic book stores still around. That's true. That's still true. Around. I miss movie stores. I do too. Yeah, 
Especially like, oh, I, I want to watch Predator 2. I've never seen it. I got to bring it. I'll, you should, I'll only borrow it. You have it? Yeah, I got it. Because it's not on Netflix and anything. I'll bring, I want to buy it. Yeah, I'll bring, bring Predator 2. Guys. Yeah, I forgot. I was going to bring it. I like it. Yeah, you're just like, hey, we're having personal conversation. <laughs> oh, hey, we're doing that. Hey, hey people, people love our personal conversation. <laughs> so, man, yeah. Anything else, guys, before we, we shut her down? I anything? believe Derek had a collectible corner. Yeah, yes. I had to do a collector's corner today. Um, this one's going to be more talking about a company. Come, uh, more so than a specific figure, it's going to be uh, Star Ace Toys. They, uh, I'm sorry, Star Aids. Do we? Star are, are we in? We didn't give you an intro or nothing. Darius Collectible Corner. He's ugly. Go. <laughs> that's my. That's my song. <laughs> so uh, Star Star Ace, like Star Ace, A C E Ace okay. uh, Toys. They. Um, we actually have the Dumbledore figure. That's who makes that. Come on. And. Uh, not not so much trying to do a plug, but I'm using that because when I saw the quality of that Dumbledore, like yeah. man, what, it really rivals some of the other. He uh, looks companies. just like it. my favorite thing about it is the the box looks like he's judging you at all times. Yeah, like if you bought that figure and you set it by your nightstand in the morning, if you were about to make decisions that day, you look dead in Dumbledore's eyes. You're not making those bad decisions. Well, or, or if you you know if you're uh-huh. single and you were jerking off, he, <laughs> you just look over at Dumbledore and he's just like. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Potter, <laughs> what are you doing? But they they got a, a Leonidas coming out, and uh, the the Hot Toys Leonidas is super expensive, and this new one it's seamless, so you don't see the uh, like a lot of the joints and stuff. Yeah. It looks, and you can wear them with the helmet, without the helmet, mouth open, close, all the weapons. But Star Aces, <laughs> go ahead and get it out, get it out, Chuckles. Oh, uh, mouth agape. Yeah. <laughs> So, My naked Spartan guy, yeah, mouth he, open. Oh, he loves his Spartan. No helmet, raw dog it. <laughs> Anyways, so they got some got weird. some other good figures coming out, so they're one to keep an eye out for, man. Uh, Star Ace Toys, look them up. Uh, we can actually order them, and I told Matt to pick up that Leonidas when it comes out and get Come some on. other figures. So just uh, just one to keep an eye out that they're pretty it's good. It's your scale, too. Yeah, it's one sixth, so they're about 12 inches, and they got some really good stuff. Awesome, awesome. There is Collectible Corner. He's ugly. <laughs> no, you ugly yourself. I like that. Mr. Bill, before we go, anything on your end? Talk about some upcoming ideas that we have. I really oh, like. I want to keep some of those secret. Secret. None of them. You don't want to announce anything. Uh, what about your okay, I am gonna, outros? Uh, uh, okay. I am going to, in the next couple weeks, start a segment that I was going to do a separate podcast for, but I thought, why? Yes. Five, ten minutes. Um, We're here. Originally on the network, it. I was going to do a show called Technicolor Nightmares, which is my uh, review and love of the BC movies that are on like the Sci-Fi Channel and Netflix you see popping up, uh, Killer Mermaids. I, I like that you go beyond B. We're like, we're in C, maybe no, even D, D movies. Is, some of these are bad. And I'm going to just do quick reviews because I actually love them very much. Uh, Robo Shark. Killer Mermaids, Avengers Grimm, uh, you name it. I've got plenty of them in the chamber so far that I've watched. And awesome. Have, and then I'm always watching more. Beautiful. <laughs> and we have Beautiful. so many things coming up here in the fall. I'm excited. I don't want to give anything yeah. away. Well, you, so for weeks to come, you yes. have to listen. Yes. Be, on, be on the here. So we're going to end. We're going to shut this down. I just want to kind of go back into these ideas of comic stores, man. We want to, even even if it's not us, um, support your local comic stores, man. Keep these brick and mortars alive. I mean, there's something, um, I think Stan Lee said it best, and I, I you know, I don't want to go there, but he said. Might uh, as well. Yeah. Say he it. said, uh, he said, you know, comics are, are a lot like boobs. He said they're fun to look at on the computer, but there's something about touching. 
watching them. That's right. And I'm like, thank you, Stanley, you 93 year old creepy you. man. I love you. Um, I wish um, Danny Trejo would be my grandpa. Oh, I know that was wait, a weird wait, transition. Wait, quick, quick, quick. Oh, and he hangs out with Stanley. Quick idea. Quick, quick idea. Yeah. Who would win in a fight, Stanley, you Hefner? I think Stanley. He's superhuman. Stanley. Yeah. Cool. I saw like he just jumps on counters. Does he have to have his Viagra? Or is yeah. That's, that's what's he? What's he fighting with? What's he fighting that's with? Does he have his bunnies? I don't what? know. I'm just gonna say I'm going to say he's armed with a, uh, a canister of Viagra. Uh, who's Hugh Hefner? Yeah. This turned into a super fight. Stan Lee's armed with Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> it's done deal. It's done deal. Spider webs all over the place. <laughs> on that note, rock hard uh, like the thing, true believers. Uh, oh, we <laughs> are out. <laughs> you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.